It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Rita, we have the... Uh... Yep, we have the former Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, now joining us here on the show. And uh, Mr. Speaker, it's great to have you here. We love you. We appreciate you. You, I know, are so concerned about Israel and what's going on. Fill us in on your thoughts on that first. Well, I just listened to part of your debate. You're 100% right. If you think about where the world was when Joe Biden took office, if you look at the foreign exchange rate, Iran only had $4 billion. Today they have 70. They were only producing 400,000 barrels a day. They're producing 3 million, and you got oil about $100 a barrel. They are making more money in any given time. So if you wonder why is terrorism on the rise, why are these these terrorist organizations feel more confident to attack. This is the core cause. You also now have, much like the 1930s, the axis of evil, Iran, Russia, and China, all countries who want to expand their sphere of influence. And then in the White House, you've got appeasement. He shifted on his first day that he now pays for hostages if you're an American hostage, so more Americans are taken. He appeases to Iran but goes after our allies from Saudi Arabia and and Bibi himself. And this is the outcome of what we get. And now with this open border, which one of the first things I reported like three years ago, um, we're watching people on the terrorist watch lists come through. 18 on the FBI terrorist watch list just last month. In 2019, it was zero. I'll, my greatest fear is there a, is a sleeper cell already in America ready to pounce at a given moment someplace we're not even thinking about based upon what they have been doing. I agree with you 100%. Uh, uh, well, I always call Newt Gingrich speaker. I can still call you speaker. I just call him speaker. Once a speaker, always a speaker. Once a speaker, always a speaker. Yes. And, and, and uh, the, the the truth is, uh, uh, when you're producing three billion barrels, uh, three million barrels a day versus the four hundred thousand, Iran has two billion dollars a week in extra spending cash, and they are the ones who fund Hamas and Hezbollah. They control this. Yes. The other thing you have to realize is, you know, you know who's not producing more? America. He attacks American production, and then he allows Venezuela, he allows Iran. The sanctions are already there. He doesn't need legislation. He simply won't enforce it. You know who benefits from this too? China. Because China's purchasing this oil from Iran and from Russia at a discount. 30% so discount. Helped, yeah, he's helping China's economy, hurting America's economy because we could be energy independent, hurting our jobs. And making it weaker, making every and, American creating greater inflation by our price of oil. And September 11th, uh, President Biden went to Alaska to cut production. Yeah. Uh, Congressman He's King. Hey, Kevin, this is Pete King. Good to talk to you again. And I want, you yeah, know, the guys yeah. from Long Island love you. Esposito, Gabarino, Lalota, they love you. They, they're with you all the oh, way. Oh, I love those guys. They're so, good people. Kevin, how much do you think the Biden administration is holding Netanyahu back? Look, I think quite a bit. Um, the one thing I believe, Israel's got to be able to carry out whatever they need to destroy Hamas 
and we shouldn't have to sign off. We should just supply them the precision weapons to do what they need to get done. I watch time and again where the president says one thing publicly and pushes on the other end, right? I mean, he's looking here for us to send aid into Gaza. Um, you know, what I look at what the president's doing here, he's, he's delaying action. And every day that they delay, Hamas is going to get stronger on being able to fortify what they see coming. And that means Israeli soldiers will get killed more. Um, it, it's a real concern to me. We should not dictate what Bibi needs to do. He should be able to run his own battle to protect his own country, and we should be able to su supply them the weapons that they can do it. The other thing that was so disturbing to me, Peter, and you probably picked on this right away, in the president's communication to the country, he never once mentioned Iran. Right. But remember what Iran is saying right now. Iran is saying, Israel, if you go into Gaza, we're getting into the war. You know what would stop Iran? We should right now cut off their money. He should enforce those sanctions that are already into law. We should tell Iran, we know you planned this with uh, Hamas. We know you're funding Hamas, and we're going to hold you liable. And there be consequences if any American is hurt or those hostages are not back. So, we're, so we're Speaker, why is he so afraid of that? I mean, he seems to be afraid to be tough, which seems he's obvious weak. to he's all of weak. us. He's very weak. That's the problem. And, and Netanyahu has to listen to the president of the United States. Otherwise, maybe he made the same threat he made to the Ukrainians. I'll take the billion dollars away. Maybe he said, I'm going to take the aircraft carriers away. But how is he going to fight Hamas if he has one hand tied behind his back like that, John? Well, I think the president has to told to him to take away. Yeah. You've got to go to the court. The money and the training and everything comes from Iran. And if you don't confront that, you're missing the whole point here. Then Hezbollah will come in. This is what they've got to be able to do. Well, Mr. Speaker, it's uh, it's Richard Weinberg, sir. Good to talk to you again. My concern is that it's now being shown that there are Iranian apologists, both in the State Department and the Defense Department. What do you think about that? Very concerning to me. Very concerning. It's not just the appeasement of the White House, but we might have Iranian appeasers or spies working for us in this negotiation. This is one of the most concerning things that I think we've ever seen. Yeah, it sure is. And listen, before we let you go, uh, Mr. Speaker, I've got to ask you about the Speaker's race. Uh, where do you think this is headed now? There's nine names, I know at least, uh, that have been thrown in. Are, are we any closer to getting a Speaker of the House? Well, it's just so concerning. How did we even get here? I mean, think about this. I have 96% support of the Republicans. Eight Republicans worked with every single Democrat to remove a Republican speaker. Just grasp that for a moment. Eight Republicans worked with AOC, Tlaib, Hama, I mean, uh, Hakeem and others to, to remove us. Now they went after and took out Steve Scalise, took out Jim Jordan. And now we're sitting without, we're weak, and we look at what's happening in the world. And think about it for one moment. If they want to come after me simply because I made sure our troops would be paid, could you imagine the troops that are getting called up right now are sitting in those aircraft carriers wondering if they can pay their rent, their, that their spouse back home, if she can make the house payment or he can make the car payment? I did the right thing, and I'd do it again tomorrow. But I can't believe these worked with all the Democrats to put us in this problem. Now, if I look at the nine who are running, I think one sets above all the other, Tom Ember. I agree with you, know, you Kevin. He ran the NRCC. Yep. He, he, he's, he's the whip. He knows what needs to get done. 
The others, I don't even know if they understand exactly what the job entails. Remember, this is third in line to the president. And so I, I endorse Tom uh, openly. I like the others, but I don't think they have really the experience right now. To be, if this is not a job you're going to get some training while you're doing it. We're in the middle of a war in Europe. We've got inflation, we've got a southern border wide open, and we've got eight people who are willing to work with Democrats to control who can be our speaker. Uh, you've got to have somebody who understands what's going on. Absolutely. Uh, Craig Eaton, you have a question? You know, I was for... going to say, I, there was nobody, in my opinion, no one better qualified than you, Mr. Speaker. But uh, I vote on you know, and, Amen. And, and, and Amen. all of us here in the studio, last week we're talking about it. You know, because... yeah, and, and with everything going on with Israel, my yeah, Kevin McCarthy, you won. <laughs> Unanimously. You're the only one. Unanimously. The only one with the most votes. So yeah. <laughs> but it, it's shameful. It's shameful what Getz and his crew are doing here. I mean, in in the middle of all these controversies and these wars that are going on, for yeah. him to expose the United States of America without leadership at this critical time in history yes, is crazy. shameful. It's shameful. And and he's totally... guy from, the guy from Montana called me because he wants to run for Senate. Rosendale. That's... Yeah, Rosendale. Yeah. He's yeah. got Rosendale, three yeah. chances. Yeah. None, none and zero. Yeah. Where for she? <laughs> yeah. No, but when you think about what they've done, they, they, they joined with the Democrats to create a coup to make our country weaker. And stop the investigations. No and oh, to yeah. stop the investigations. And if you watch, Biden's numbers have gone up. Here we have been sitting here for more than three weeks based upon just eight Republicans working with AOC, Tlaib, and all the Democrats when we are in the majority party. Well, Mr. Hey, Speaker, Mr. Speaker, and I'm going to address you that way for the always, rest of your life. Always. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for speaking out for America. And uh, we gotta, we got to help America. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank now, you.